Yeah. Welcome to All Things Fresh, the podcast. I'm your host, Alvin Locks. Let's get it started. Welcome to episode three. Today's episode is very special to me. My guest, AJ Amos, is someone that I've only known for a very short period of time, but in just the handful of interactions and conversations I've had with him, he is someone that I was able to quickly identify as a person that I admire. He's a man of faith, a very dedicated family man, also an artist in his own right, and we will definitely get into the type of art that he likes to share with this world. It was a really good conversation, and I'm very excited to be sharing it with you. If this is your first time joining me on the show, thank you. And if you haven't already, I would greatly appreciate if you could follow or subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you're listening on. That way you can stay updated with every episode that rolls out. We will be uploading a new episode every Saturday. Thanks again for for joining us. Really appreciate you taking time out of your day. If you don't mind, could you tell anyone who's listening uh, who you are and a little about yourself, please? Yeah, uh, my name is AJ Amos. I currently live in Gilbert, Arizona, and originally from the Bay. And right now, uh, I work as a market analyst, and I also dance. So I'm an instructor at a dance studio where I teach choreography, and then we also uh, compete when we could have competed. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then um, I'm also, uh, yeah, and I'm also, I also go to church. Uh, that's how I know Alvin. So uh, we go to church together. Tell us more about this dance life of yours. How did that? Uh, how did that come about for you? How did that start? Ooh. Uh, so up until college, I I was playing volleyball, and that was like my thing. Like um, that's what I like fell in love with, and that was like my passion. And going into college, my plan was to play volleyball in college. And so I was like really gearing up for it, but, you know, it was a traveling team and then, you know, having so many responsibilities uh, in town, like with like church and then like studying and like stuff like that. Like, I was like, I can't, I got, I can't do this. So, you know, the, the feeling of like a passion or um, something to work for drive was kind of dwindling away in a sense. And, you know, my friend came up to me and said, Hey, like we have a established dance team uh, at our school. Like you want to audition, and I was right. like, I don't, I don't dance. I really don't. <laughs> I've never danced before in my life. Um, but you know, I was like, I just want to try something. So did they new did they was- just randomly approach you and assume you could dance, or they're just looking for anyone? It was more like because uh, there was like an Asian culture center mm. at the school, so you know. I developed friend, friends and stuff like that. And, yeah. you know, they were promoting it within that like community. And so they were just like, kind of going like nothing really special was about me or is about me. And so they were just kind of going from person to person oh, that wow. they kind of knew. And they were like, Hey, I, I know you and Hey, we have a dancing team. Want to try it out? I was like, Oh yeah, sure. Oh, oh. But I was like extremely nervous going into auditions. Wow. Cause like everyone there was like, you know, wearing the cruise, like, gear like right. you know shirts and like sweats yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, it's intimidating the, the crew's called dia clones and so they were like yeah i was like dude i can't do this i was like in my car i was like here i was like i look at everyone coming in and i was like 
you know, so I turned around and then I started like exiting the parking lot and I was like, you know what? Wow. What do I have to lose? Like, you know, if I don't make this team, am I less of a person than I am today? Like, no, not at all. So I, I came back in and I learned my first choreography ever. And um, from some, I don't know how it, I don't know how, but I made it <laughs> into the team. And um, from then I just kept training, you know, like, this is what I wanted to do. I want, I, I loved, I, I felt the fire again. I felt like that passion that I was like missing. Would so you say you I, were hooked uh, from the start? I decided to train into it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was hooked because of the challenge. I was hooked because of, you know, like the challenge and the passion that I saw that was around me. I, you know, I was so gravitated towards that type of energy that, you know, I, I wanted more of it, you know, and, right. and get the feel for it. So, yeah, I just, I just kept, uh, so I wanted to stay in that environment. So I continued to train and everything like that. And that was about like nine and a half years ago. And since then, uh, I never stopped training. I never stopped like wanting to learn more. And the challenge is uh, there's always something new. So, yeah. Have you heard about that one? That's an awesome story, by the way, too. You don't meet too many people that just kind of randomly stumble into dancing the way you did. And it's not to say yeah. that you stumbled into it, but you know what I mean? It was, like you said, they were more so approaching everyone and just people that they were familiar with. And you're like, sure, why not? Yeah. And you almost walked away yeah. from it. You know what I mean? All the variables there makes me wonder like how much different things could have been now if you didn't walk inside of that place, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would have been so, I, I probably would be very different than I was, than I could have been. I probably had different dreams if I went that ulterior route right of not dancing so so walk us through okay so you're you're trying something new you're hooked walk us through what the next like i don't know year or two looks like in terms of in terms of like time dedicated and how you had a adjust your schedule for it Ooh, um well like it's like volleyball kind of took over my life at that point mm. before then and so training for it like even working out for it was something that was part of my daily agenda that kind right. of encapsulated you know my free time uh for something yeah and so but it was very different because um dancing you know it involves so many different aspects and it's a social aspect mm. it's a, a training aspect and then like physically and mentally and then you know it, it's a very and i'll emphasize it again it's a very social aspect so it really you know, gets to new, meet new people in a yeah in a in a very uh different platform and um you know you're opening up yourself to this whole nother world mm. of people that you don't know and mm. like and people that you admire and look up to like you're developing new um respect for like different types of people so um you know going to school and then you know also like having church as like my daily routine you know it, it was a little bit hard and <laughs> once i started dancing you know when you have this like tunnel vision of what i want to do and this is what i have time to it kind of you kind of lose sight of you know your your other goals and everything like that and responsibility and that was a kind of my freshman year of college and you know i was like you know just adjusting to college in general is uh is a feat of itself and you know i like 
just studying wise was like super super hard for me because i was dedicating so much time into dance and like mm. developing that into my myself right so uh there was like a lot of late nights of like dancing until like 10 p.m and then after that then i can do my homework then i can study until like my 7 a.m class the next day and um Jeez. and then so it was a lot of back and forth of like balancing of like um over committing to dance and then right. pulling it back a little bit to where I still feel fulfilled, but then also like, Hey, I'm still in school. Um, I have family to like, you know, keep up with and everything like that, because there was negligence in like all those aspects, trying to find that, like, where, where is it all like kind of blend together and fit. So like the, the next two years of like, you know, after finding it was such a struggle of, you know, like m more of an internal conflict of like, you know, what do I want and how can I get to where I want to go in the different things in my life? It's awesome answer. I like where you ended up too. You used the word struggle. And it's weird. It's it's funny how there is a struggle that's always mixed into your pursuit of something. Um, whether it's fun or competitive or a passion. There usually is some type of struggle with it. What what have been some of your challenges you've faced with dancing? I would say my my biggest struggle was being in, in the, at the time. I was I was like, I'm a late bloomer. I was like someone that came into this scene, like, you know, people that were in the scene were dancing for like years before me. They had like five, six, seven years on top of like me one weekend, you know, <laughs> like there was so much uh, intimidation, you know, and that was just within, um, that was just within the crew. It's like performing in other, uh, you know, venues, like in performances where there were other teams, uh, and then, you know, I, I saw that and I was like, that's a whole, that's like just the Arizona community alone where we discovered, you know, there's other teams out there. Like, man, like that's even more people yeah. that like I'm yeah. intimidated by. And then uh, we go out of state to like watch a competition and it's like, that's another whole. So it becomes like this um, snowball of, of anxiety of like, I'm not good enough. I'm not right. good enough. I'm not good enough. And, you know, fighting through that because, you know, you know when you first join into something you know you it's like a toddler you know you just discover it and then you find like this pure yep. joy and you really enjoy it yep. for what it is and then when you start to to see like other people in mastery yep. of it you you become so uh, you feel right. so small of like i'm not gonna reach that level and it, it became a constant reminder of myself every single day being like well that's not why right. i'm doing that's not why i right. wanted to do this in the first place it's when I first wanted to do this, it's because I loved I loved it for what it was, for what it is. So like that was like something that was really hard for me to um, to yep. grasp. But you know, even till this day, sometimes you know, as an artist, we still experience that. Um, you know, comparing. No, <laughs> but um, but yeah, so that was like my mental thing. Yeah, and uh, I would say my my physical one, like training my muscles <laughs> to do mm -hmm. things different uh, every single day. You know, like when you when you play a sport or you do something yeah. constantly, like you know your your muscles are so used to it, and then when you start to like deviate did you from watch, that uh, particular action, you're like, have people keep do people keep asking you? Did you watch the last dance documentary? I haven't. <laughs> no worries, I get it. That's a it's a big binge session. I'm surprised I pulled it off. It being ten episodes, mm -hmm. but there's a a moment in there. I'm not I'm not really ruining anything for you because it's common knowledge where he left for baseball and then tried to come back to basketball. And then he talks about that switch up he did to his body. And I think he put a good like year and a half 
about 18 months into baseball. And so after that, I think when he returned, they, they lost in the finals because, and that's not where the story ends. So spoiler alert, if you guys are listening, yeah. my bad if I just threw <laughs> that out like that. Um, but I, rep- I, I compare it to that because that's exactly what it sounds like you went through. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, in any, like, that kind of like puts it into perspective of like, it doesn't really, it's not just like sports into dance, even though they're both sports, but it's like, you know, um, I would say it's an end into anything, you know, like even like an art form or anything like that, you, you make a switch up of, uh, an entire into a entire different thing. You're exercising way different uh, right. emotions in your body, emotions right. in your mind and like your creativity it, that it, it does, it does take some sort of toll uh, mm. in the first run through because you're, you're, you're exercising muscles that you've never utilized before. And it does right. become kind of exhausting. So, yeah. I think the same goes. And that's what I like about what I'm starting to see as a pattern with all my, the guests I have interviewed so far, which isn't very many. It's, it seems like the relationship when it comes to a passion that you uh, that you pursue, it's similar to a relationship, is what I meant to say. Meaning, you know, it's almost like you're dating your passion, where there's times oh, yeah. where you can like be in a honeymoon phase with it, you can be frustrated with it, you can be on a no talking terms with it, on a straight ignore. Right? Some people just start a passion then ignore it forever. Like, there's so many different phases you can get stuck in when it comes to your relationship with those things. Um, but it's, it's just interesting. I wanted to point out, it's interesting how it's it, all pursuits of passion, very similar to a relationship. What else do you do for fun? Ooh. Uh, I always, like, you know, I would say video games, <laughs> but it is, it is true. I, I definitely right. do that. Video games. Um, and I, I kind of, I mean, I, Every now and then I'll dabble into like my other things that I've been wanting to do and started doing now is, you know, I, I make videos on YouTube just for fun, you know, nice. just to kind of document my daily life. And mm. it really is just for me. Mm. And if anyone wants to see it, it kind of just like, hey, here we go. What's up? And uh, I'm in the process of continuing to edit and That's stuff awesome. like that. And I also will also want to utilize my editing skills or develop them uh, for like dance concepts and everything like that. So I've been, uh, on and off been creating concept videos and then kind of just like throwing them out there and then trying different things and then stuff like that. So, yeah. It's a good answer because that leads me to this piece of paper right here. Oh my gosh. You still have, okay. Of course I still have it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Do you want to tell for those that can't see, I just held a piece of paper up to the, uh, to the webcam to show AJ and AJ can talk about it. The paper says, do you mind if I read it? I don't mean to put you out there. Oh, no, no, it's all good. Uh, it, says, create, it says create more concept videos for yourself and for others. Yes, create more dance opportunities mm. for yourself yeah. and for others. That's really along the lines. It's so dope. You know, the fact that you wrote that down and it already yeah. matches. But keep going. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, no, it's all good. I... I think that and then uh like even more of like what i do for fun like other things that I do oh yeah fun. i mean sure um, i oh that or into that concept oh into that we just okay i can talk about that actually yeah uh, yeah let's do that yeah 
<laughs> uh, so we were playing it. Oh, what's the game called? What was it called? Uh, we're not uh, really strangers. We're not really strangers. Yeah, yeah that was. Uh, yeah, we, me, Alvin, and another friend, Rizzi, we were playing that game kind of before the strict quarantine kind of happened, and mm. uh, it opened up. It, it was each other to each, and it's an overlying concept. Like there's so many things to it, but uh, one of the things was you know what like it's in terms of, like what do you want to accomplish or what do you want to do. Um, and we decided as uh, three of us to write down what it is and then pass it on to another person. So we each have each other's and then we're holding, holding each other accountable for what that was. And what I had was create more dance opportunities for myself and for others. And at the time it was, it seemed like a very plausible uh, goal yeah because it was still kind of fresh quarantine time so i was like all right, right. well this quarantine's gonna end or like right. it's not gonna be that big of a deal right so you know to accomplish that goal is not gonna be as hard as it is now because now we're under like kind of this different situation of what i had in my mind at the time so it, it kind of posed a very different type of uh, approach so uh i'm trying to like figure out ways to kind of still utilize that concept uh, for myself and for others which uh, I do have plans for. So nice. I just I just did one with my brother, and um, that was really fun to do and to do that conceptually. And then I have a plan for uh, two other friends that uh, we're gonna work on together, and then try to uh, work together and brainstorm and figure that out. So uh, I'm I and I have another one after that. So I'm trying to like really still stay into that mindset and that goal. Yes. Uh, because yeah, dude, I love. You're just helping me transition into every little thing and it makes it so easy. <laughs> so I appreciate the words you use. Mindset. Oh, yeah. Mindset. And I did have something. I just didn't want to cut you off when you were talking about it. I feel like that switch, first of all, it sounds like you were like pretty decently trained when it comes to like volleyball, like you're, in terms of technical skill and know-how and ability to play the game, right? Is that a, is that a safe statement? Ooh, very uh yeah I, I would i would say uh being yeah i was playing for it i was playing it for like eight years that's a long time i kind that's of a, officially quit so it's a long time to be doing something over and over again right and then so the, what i'm getting at is when it comes to mindset for like trained athletes especially professional athletes that's kind of what i was alluding to but that switch up so even as you switched into dancing you already had this kind of like uh system of discipline in place right? When it comes to how you can train your body or mind or a body part or something to perform to a level you need it to based on the rules that you have to play by. You know what I mean? Something along those lines. And so I, I picture that for dancing and that, that, that what have you, you know, like what have you experienced when it came to that transition, when it comes to a, a change in routines or having to undo or unlearn or learn new habits or unlearn certain habits? Ooh, uh, what thing thing is like for dance like you know when you train for a, a particular sport you know most times what i've learned from is time and uh training are fixated into your schedule mm -hmm. so you kind of develop it's i would i want to say it's easier but it is a little bit um your your life becomes a little more malleable because you know you but this, you do have some sort of that but then also you know you're you're tested to if you want more mm. 
So, like, if, if another class pops up in your community, or if um, you know you, um, it, it becomes very, uh, very, very target, it very hit or miss because right. now it's you know you have your practice times, and then you have to like, you know, work on your art outside of that because you want to be able to freestyle and like you know explore your body a little more. And there's mm-hmm. no time constraints into any anything like that as there is so when you do a professional sport your you train your body to a certain level and then your your body gives out rest you know right you gotta rest you know and um when it comes to you know dance and everything there is a limit but it's very there's a there's a gray area right there's a very gray area of like is my creativity done am i did i wipe my did i did i exhaust my mind to its full potential right. and then now i'm just burnt out like you don't really know so and your capacity of that can very, very change, yes. you know, from day to day. Yes. So it's kind of like more listening to yourself creatively mm-hmm. and, you know, to your body mm-hmm. of like, you know, where I'm, where am I at? And so going from such a, a black and white mindset to like this kind of Akashic records of like infinite wisdom, you're kind of just, it becomes very taxing and like trying to figure out you oh, know, yeah. where you're at every single day uh, and you get better at it, you know, as time progresses, but switching over to that and transitioning to that was uh, pretty hard because you can, you can really dig deep into it and mm. then get lost right. and then you lose your sense of direction of everything else. And then you're kind of like trying to pull yourself back in into reality in a sense, and then be like, quote unquote, and be like, okay, where am I at again in right. this world, you know? Right. So, um, again, finding that balance to uh, kind of played it, played a huge, uh, role into that transition. Balance is so very important. You know what I mean? And especially when you start to realize, um, a person's schedule that you respect, once you learn about a person's schedule, whether they wrote about it in their book or there's an article or something, you hear how much everything is scheduled and time is allotted um, according to what's important. You know what I mean? So a lot of people who wake up first, they do a lot of things that are good for them first, whether that's working out, yoga. Some people start with a smoothie, a stretch, meditation. You know what I mean? And really, I, I really think a lot of that balance that's needed, those, those things you can do <clears throat> can help you kind of keep that balance a little bit better. You know, it doesn't make it easier but it does help. You know what I mean? Yeah, most definitely. And I feel like it's, and everyone's so different, you know, everyone has like different mindsets and different goals and like different aspirations in their lives. And even in the daily routines that help them that, you know, it, it really goes into just finding it within yourself and trying things. And like, just cause I feel like we all try to pull from other people's like uh, morning routines uh, into like their you know, this is what I want to do. I want to be like that person. So I need to do it exactly like they do. And, and if it doesn't work, it becomes so disappointing, but then it's like, well, you're, you're your own person. It's definitely and not the case. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You literally have to create a system. Even if that means like you do, or you don't use highlighters, you do, or you don't have a notebook, you have to actually say yes or no to those things and understand why some people would be like, I don't, I don't use planners. It's like, uh, well, you should still plan. So how good are you about using your phone? And they'll, they'll be, you know, some people will say, I use my phone, but it's like, do you really manage the calendar in your phone? 
Um, and I've learned how it's so much easier to stay on top. I wonder your, your thoughts on this, because I think you, you plan and journal. But what are your thoughts on like staying on top of schedules, staying on top of like to do to do uh, to do lists or errands or balancing priorities? A lot of people have thoughts on like managing their time and blocking things out. Um, how do you follow your flow or your schedule of the day? Ooh, uh, I would kind of more so just like look at everything that I need to do. Like there's like there there's like things that just are not immovable. Like you have to go to work you have to do this project or you know you have a deadline for these things and those things are like so sh that i was like i'm more like okay establish those first into my schedule and then you know but also give the same as so, some sort of importance to like you know what you want to do also mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. if that doesn't fall into the categories of your mandatory things right and which like for me it's like you know like maybe freestyling or you know listening to music or youtube like stuff like that kind of fix that into yep. my schedule and uh, where does it go? And then it goes into, and then there's like the other things like, you know, uh, soft deadlines or things that I kind of want to dabble into and, you know, kind of putting that in there and then being like, okay, I kind of have time for this today. I, I let, mm. let's, let's, let's try it. And then, mm. you know, some things, you know, it doesn't go as planned. So it's like, all right, where I need to make choreography and take longer than right. maybe. like being okay. Like, when you go into putting that into your calendar want to try or things that you not i'll be able to move it tomorrow and right. being okay with it because sometimes like we go into like planning out the day and then we don't get to something and then we're like crap like i i suck right. <laughs> i wasn't able to, i wasn't able to do that but then you know life happens and it's okay like move it to the next day and be okay with it um i think for me it was like keep it on your radar keep trying yeah exactly and then i think you know exactly that's like uh, a good point because keeping it in your radar is the most important thing to me as well it's like as long as it's still there it still exists in some sort of tangible or even your mind right. and they work hand in hand at this point then you know it's gonna come it's gonna come in its own time but if you kind of just put it in your mental back burner and then mm. not have a way to kind of remind yourself that this is still something that you want to do then you kind of forget about it and then it gets lost and then you never know what you can do with it if you never tried right uh, what are your thoughts about like the power of writing things down, you know, or putting things into ink, putting things onto paper? Do you think that's just kind of like, yeah, that's cool, but so is also just like sticking to your word? You know, are you kind of like meh about it, or do you think that matters, or just to some degree? Um, for me, I think when I first started, because I, I bullet journal now, and that's become something that I appreciated a lot in its own form of how I approach it, but. Uh, was i was always scared of in a sense like planning and like you know utilizing that is like when you write it down you're committing yourself to it you know it before kinda... before we go deeper into that could you explain to people that don't know what's a bullet journal oh, okay yeah uh bullet journaling from like it's kind of a free form of uh planning out uh you know your day or like your week or your month or even like however you want to do it and what i love about bullet journaling is there is no right or wrong to it you know, uh, when I when we go into planners and everything like that, we're very restricted into how they format your day, whether it's like hour by hour or it's just a blank blank space. And sometimes it works for people, sometimes it doesn't. And what bullet journaling allows us to do is format it in our own specific. So that way, it kind of gives us the freedom to um, express ourselves, you know, on a day to day basis. 
and everything like that. Like I utilize my bullet journaling to kind of just say, I need to do these things. And then I give it a level of importance. And then also like, you know, these are my thoughts for that day, you know? So like, wait, if I don't, if I don't accomplish something today, or if I did, I, I can kind of write down how I felt about it that way, like to myself in the future on it. So, uh, but yeah, bullet journaling is just a very awesome free form of, uh, uh, you know, planning out your life the way you want to live it in the format that you desire that works best for you. That's a dope answer. And I, I like, I like it because it sounds like you can kind of start and create and start over new templates over and over again. You can switch up the style or the look because each page is kind of like a blank canvas for you to do that. Is that a, is that definitely one of the the plus sides of it for you? For me? Yeah. Because you know, when I first started bullet journaling, uh, I kind of had it a certain way, a certain format. And then uh, as I use it now, like looking back, it's, it's very different. It's very different because I am not the same person where I had different goals as I did when I first started bullet journaling. I didn't use the things that I first established as a template or a format when I first started bullet journaling and I developed new ones. So what I love about it is your bullet journal changes as your life changes. I like that. It's deep. Song of the day. All right. So we got to do a segment. I'm going to play at least one or two minutes of a song that I'm feeling for the day. Cool. Oh, okay. And it's just a moment for my guests and I to vibe out, you know, and to listen to a song. You can give me your thoughts. You don't, you don't have to give me your thoughts. It's really just for us to listen to. Dope. Let's see what I got here. from that song no diggity by chet faker that rendition is very interesting what are your thoughts on it bro i think it's really it's really interesting yeah like you said and i feel like you know we come across so many versions of this song because one it's like it's old you know and you know people are doing their like take on it 
and it's really cool because mm. you know everyone's so different like, there's so many different artists that have like dipped their toes into the song and like made it their own that it's so so different that it's respectable and i love that it's like it's still your art and it's still like your thing and i, I like that a lot that people are doing stuff like that okay you help me tee up a couple good questions here. <clears throat> uh, this one is about these challenges that are happening more and more often, which in my opinion, the way I look at it is it's, it's very helpful because it can kind of move a dance along or help someone's song gain traction. But for you, like coming from the dance world, like what's one thing you'd say is helpful when it comes to the dance world participating in challenges? And what do you think could be potentially harmful for our, for it being such a you know popular thing right now. Ooh, that's a good question, and we kind of talk about it a lot within the community. And you get so many varying different opinions about it. Um, and I don't want to get into that because they're not my opinions. Uh, but uh, for me, I I think it's harmless. You know, um, I see a lot of dancers that are actually doing these challenges and you know and they're gaining like so many traction for it and that for me in the optimistic type of way i feel like that opens a door for many people to like dive into this artist that's doing this challenge so very well and it's like oh what else do you got and then you see like their actual choreography you see their actual work and if it is true to their individual challenge and i in that type of people that you know they don't really get to understand like a person or a song or an artist and because you know it did go viral and everything like that, it does open up opportunities. And that's what I guess over generally, generally that's what I enjoy about that, though these challenges. Um, and again, I and also I think it also deals with the sense of sense of unity. Um, when you get people from around the world doing the exact same thing, and you know sometimes putting their own flavor into it, it kind of it's kind of enjoyable to see like so many different people and aspects of like you know um communities like going into this and then trying trying it out and like and everything like that it just feel like a sense of unity in in that part and where i think it is harmful is we we don't know people's intentions i guess and sometimes you know it you know you had those cloud chasers and then you had people that just want the views and just want that and it's so hard to like determine who are those types of people sometimes it's black and white sometimes it's like i don't know dude like do you really like what are you trying to do with it and so intention is such a very hard thing to grasp and like gauge when people are doing these things and it's it comes both ways it's the intention of the person and how we perceive it so that's why like i don't really go into that type of mindset is because i'm the problem if i'm assuming it in a way so i don't really go into that uh, too much but i do see a potential harm in that and then also um people's ideology that those dances are the the representation of what hip-hop is and it becomes i and we're already experiencing that of like what is hip-hop and there's so many definitions that go across the board and it, you know, people don't really understand that hip hop is actually deeply rooted into particular elements 
and how it's perceived right now and marketed right now and advertised right now virally TV and everything like that is very, very different from those four elements of what hip hop is. And so, you know, it, it becomes like, it's hard to see that people view that as hip hop when it really isn't. And it's kind of, kind of hurts a little bit inside. <laughs> it does. It does. I think it was Chris Rock that said it. And I, at first it didn't really make that much sense. Excuse me. But it makes sense now. He goes, like, I love hip hop. I'm just tired of defending it. You know what I mean? And that's, that's, that's the trouble is you all, almost always have to defend that genre of music to anybody. You know, it's not all the time and it's not rampant rampant but you know it's definitely something that you you come across often oh yeah most definitely and you know we want to pay respects to the people that found it and and everything like that and you you don't want to give disrespect to it by saying you know the woe is hip-hop or you know the dougie is hip-hop right you know maybe there are you know it, it derives some sort in a very thin thread from maybe a particular groove or movement that was hip hop but it's not it's not tangible it's not uh, substantial enough to say that it is hip hop and i'm yeah, i'm yeah. in no way trying to speak for the ogs out there but i really want to be part of the extension of what it actually is nice nice i like that okay now we can segue into the next piece uh because of you i thought of what today's quote of the day is i'll always kind of bust out any quote whether it's one that people love, hate, disagree with, or it totally resonates with them. Today's quote is, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. After hearing that quote, how does that make you feel or what thoughts do you have in relation to yeah, that? Uh, quote? I think if you were to ask me that like, or say, get that quote to me like a couple of years ago, I would be offended. Uh, but because it's like a... I don't look at myself in the mirror and like, you know, address it myself, you know, but uh, I feel for me, like planning is, has its varying levels of importance in, in particular things. So, but there has to be some sort in a sense, you know, like where it comes to, you know, building something creatively into a project, it, it comes with high intensity of planning versus, you know, being able to just uh, actively explore. You still have to give yourself some some mental space and time to be able to do that and that that is a little bit of planning you, you can't just willy-nilly go into it and be like hey like i just want to do it now when you're in the middle of a project that you kind of have a straight mindset for so uh i i do feel like there there is varying levels of truth to that quote i love it it's a great answer but i want to tra transition into another the theme here on this show is we have a lot of f-words that are our favorite and we will use a lot of different f-words mostly the good ones so the next f-word that we are talking about is faith so i think you painted a really good picture of kind of like where you've you know what some of your upbringing looks like and how you've transitioned into different areas of your life that are important to you and that you enjoy and you know we did touch upon faith in the beginning but now that people know a little bit more of what your day-to-day -day might look like how does faith you know, what is the seat, you know, or the importance you put, you place on, on faith when it comes to how you make your decisions and things uh, like that? So I, w 
you know, and, and most of this podcast has been talking about like, you know, the artistry of it. And so when you think about, think about it in a book, you're like, oh yeah, this guy is, is all about, the, um, it is a big part of my life. Um, and I would say faith, even though it, it, it is just touch upon, touched up upon now, it, it is actually bigger for me. Um, it's actually something that kind of guides me and fuels me in like the decisions that I make and how I live my life. And uh, I've been in the church that I'm in I, with Alvin as well. Uh, I've been in this since I was born. And, you know, I've been grateful enough to be able to utilize that and it shaped me into someone that I'm, I'm proud to say that I am today is because uh, because of faith. And it has guided me through the roughest times uh, in and out of dance, in and out of creating school, everything like that. You know, it's been able to give me strength. It's been able to make me believe that the things are, that are out of my control is out of my hands and being able to focus and zone in on things that I can control and, uh, and everything like that. So it, it's, yeah, faith takes a high seat of priority in my life. Amen, brother. I'm also a firm believer of the power of prayer. I think there's some serious good stuff that happens out of being consistent with that. You know what I mean? Most definitely. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, yeah, prayer is like, it is powerful. And what, what's so amazing about it is like when, you, when you're able to pray, you know, you, it makes you feel like you're really not alone in everything that you do, you know, like that you can have this like confidant or this trust. Uh, into God and be like, you know, I need help with this. And, you know, for many people, like, including myself, it's like, we have this difficulty of asking for help uh, to people that are around us or like being able to even admit that like help is needed. But, you know, for someone like that, we have power of prayer. Prayer is like the thing that maybe it's like, it's our, it helps us. And like, we have someone to talk to and like, just like lay it all out for it and help guide us. And that's what I love about prayer as well. Right. The more I hear about meditation, the more I'm like, that's a lot of what goes on at church. You know what I mean? And meditation is becoming a very trendy thing and for all good reasons, thankfully. Um, but I think even if you, if you were to, you can reach some serious uh, mental and spiritual maturity if, I, if you get your prayer and your meditation uh, in check and in sync with one another. And if you dedicate equal parts time, I think to both, you can really, uh, hone in on your energy, you know, and controlling in the way you react to things that happen, especially with the way things are going down in the world yeah, today. That's you know very true. Mean? Cause like, you know, you giving like, especially even right now, like we have so much going on in our lives, you know, whether it's like we're, we're seeing something on TV or something like that, or we have work to do and, you know, like you say, like having time to meditate and like look into yourself at least is such a peaceful moment that you kind of trust yourself a little more. And, you know, having power of prayer and meditation, it's like, it's such a needed thing, in my opinion, I, that you, you need to kind of give for yourself to yourself. For sure. It's like a, it's like a spiritual blanket that you need to wrap around yourself, but you also need to like fold it and put it away and clean it and take care yeah. of it. Oh, you know I like what that. Mean? But it definitely, it definitely can curvy, cover yeah. you when it's needed, right? Oh, yeah, most definitely. A blanket, I like that. 
This was awesome, dude. This was a really good pod. Um, yeah, man, it flowed. There was moments where like audio issues, but I feel like I'd rather iron those things out now, you know, so I'll embrace in the first five, 10, 15 episodes, I'll, I'm going to embrace the malfunctions until I iron everything out. So I appreciate you for being a part of uh, the start of this journey. I know one of the things, one of the reasons people that I uh, brought this man on the podcast, especially as one of my early guests is because I have a lot of admiration for him. So you'll know or notice that people that I bring on the show, I admire them in some way or form, you know, whether it's how they live, how they juggle their career, how they are with family or everything, you know, or just how creative they are, how they treat people, maybe some words they've said or sang or performed or maybe some time spent with an old friend. So my friendship with AJ is very new, but you know, you already feel like one of my longtime brothers. So, and it, it feels pretty natural. So that's a good thing. So I just thought I'd bring you on the show and help you pass along your message and, you know, share the vibes that I'm able to trade off with you whenever we hang out. Oh yeah, most definitely. Dude, thank you so much for having me. Like, you know, like I said, like of, I feel of course, dude. very honored. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, I feel super honored, you know, and being able to be part of it and just for the opportunity to kind of talk about like, you know, what helps me help anyone else trying to figure out what they, how they want to do it. And, you know, again, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be dance. It could be literally anything uh, that you want to try. And so like, I'm really grateful to be able to share that and spend that with you. I love it. I love it. Uh, I resonate with everything you just said my my friend how can uh how can people find you if if they want to or if you want to find me uh yeah if i mean it's i don't know like where i'm mainly on i guess uh it's ajamos a-h-j-a-a well a-h-j-a-m-o-s uh you can find me there and that's your that's your instagram yeah yeah that is my instagram cool man um anything you're currently working on that you feel like talking about creatively is what I like to ask people. I think you did touch up on something. Uh, yeah, it, it was, you know, again, like there's just a projects that I'm working on different things. Uh, I'm working, I'm playing with perspective a lot. So, you know, the last video I did, mm. I, I put the camera in the guitar and then kind of did something with that. And that so, <laughs> and so I'm trying to exercise my creativity that way. And so I'm trying more of that stuff, basically. So yeah, cool, man. Well, I can't wait to see it. I'll uh, I'll definitely link people to your, your social media stuff and your uh, your content. I appreciate you joining me on the show, though. We'll have to get you on again. I'm sure this is not the last time. Dope. Heck yeah, I'm I'm I'll be more than happy to. Cool, brother. All right. Well, we'll talk to you soon, man. You take it All easy. All right, you too, Alvin. Thank you. And that does it for episode three. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with AJ as much as I did. Don't forget to check him out on Instagram. I will leave his at or handle in the show notes. And like I said before, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. We'll see you next week.